Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 20. Let me ask you a question about change. How many people say that change is challenging? If you're thinking just about everybody, you're right. There's no question that change is hard. But if we want to move the needle on anything, and that includes going from low-performance sleep to high-performance sleep, we have to embrace change. And change is exactly what we get into today in part three of our special business impact series, where we're shining the light on counterfeit sleep in the workplace. Our guest today is Peter Margaritis, CSP and CPA. Peter is an improv virtuoso, professional speaker, consultant, coach, podcaster, and author of these three books, Improv is No Joke, Taking the Numb Out of Numbers, and the soon-to-be-released Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improvisation. Peter takes improv to new heights, and I mean that quite literally, as you'll hear when we talk about skydiving. So you get the mindset and the strategies you need to make the changes that bring you to new heights. Listen to our conversation and get answers to these questions. What makes change so challenging and how can we make it easier? How can you gain control when you find yourself in a situation or a culture you don't want to be in? And what is a stellar hack you can use today to keep your goal at the forefront of your mind. Let's listen in. Hi, Peter, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun, Tara. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. You know, I have been looking forward (laughs) to our conversation too, because this is our business impact series. And one thing's for sure, Counterfeit Sleep has a huge impact on business and it's a negative one for example counterfeit sleep is responsible for um, losses in the neighborhood of 150 billion dollars and that's annually and that's in the u.s alone so it's really you know staggering figures um, that come with it but there is a silver lining and it's this counterfeit sleep is largely a hidden problem And so when we shine a light on it, like we're doing in this series, Mm. then we're taking the first step to solving the counterfeit sleep problem and reducing the substantial losses that it causes. So far in this series, in episode 18, we had uh, Jeffrey Hazlett, one of our NSA colleagues, Mm. um, and he shared how a marketing 
perspective is really crucial to get the ball rolling on addressing this problem. And then in episode 19, we had Jill Johnson, another NSA colleague of ours, and she walked us through how using bold questions is really the next step to take. And so that's why I'm really excited to talk to you, Peter, because what you bring to the table as an improv virtuoso seems to be, to me, to be exactly the next step that we need to move the needle on solving the counterfeit sleep problem in the workplace. And the reason I think that is because, you know, change is hard. I think we all know that, right? And so I think you bring such a unique perspective. And that's what I'd like to ask you if, if we can sort of start with the idea of why change is hard and, and then kind of get into some ways to make it easier. I think people think change is hard because they don't want to change. And I know that kind of sounds a little bit redundant, but I think there's the, the big factor is, is fear, the, the afraid of change. So if, if someone said, I want to go back to the way it used to be. I said, yeah, me too. I want to smell mimeograph paper like we used to do in elementary <laughs> school. I want to go back to a car that doesn't have the blind spots in it. I want to go back to a rotary dial phone, not these the, the, the technology we have today. And that was complete sarcasm. <laughs> but to demonstrate a point, we have to change yeah. with, what's, with what's in front of us now as it relates to sleep. Sleep is important. Uh, and before we started, I, I shared, and I've gone through your program and, and I've learned a lot from you about sleep and, and, and breathing. Uh, but the other day I, I had an interview on my podcast and I had about three hours of sleep mm. and, and I always like to you know, welcome my guests and, and then I, I start off on something else. I said, Oh, by the way, I forgot to welcome you in. Let me welcome you to my guest and the look on his face. I just thought, Oh, oh. God, I just. I just left it in there. I just just rolled with it. Uh -huh. But but that whole interview, I was having a real pace of 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 concentration or yeah, like that like that Yeah, I'm so glad you're bringing that up, Peter, because that's I think a big part of what underlies the losses that I was talking about mm -hmm. from counterfeit sleep in the workplace, like. Um, the lost productivity is one of the biggest pieces. And when you can't mm. focus, as, as you're describing right mm. there, because of, uh, you know, a short night of sleep, it absolutely, in fact, you know, affects your mental energy, it affects your focus, and then it affects everything from there on. So great, great point for sure. So what happened then? Uh, we got through the interview. I, I, he never said anything to me about it. I, I didn't bring it back up. And uh Let's see what my production people do. They may leave it in or they may pull it out. <laughs> it can, I, don't, I don't mind because people might find it to be a little bit funny. But Yeah, and but it's authentic. It, <laughs> and it is, it is authentic by, by far. But I, I think why people, part of the reason people are reluctant to change, especially to sleep, I think it has to go to the culture of the organization. I mean, I was in public accounting for about five, four years. And sleep was... You can sleep when you're dead. Mm. We used to, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. sleep, sleep is overrated. I can sleep when I'm dead because we were working 12, 14, 16 during oh. tax season. I'm a, I, a couple of times, I almost did a, a full overnighter. Like, uh, oh my. And then we still had to come back the next day. And, and you know, I, I think culture drives a lot of it. Even the culture of the United States, where go, 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 where yeah. Europe is, ah, we'll go. 
but we're going to take a nap first. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing on that point is I think that probably over the past five years with a, with a few real pivotal books that have come out, I think there is a greater appreciation for sleep. You know, the idea that it, it's not just wasted time. It's really essential. It's when the brain does all the you know, important functions of, of essentially repairing and recharging so that you run with a full battery the next day. But I think you're right. It, even though there is that awareness that may be building, we still need to take the next step and really embrace it. And then we have to also recognize, you know, the counterfeit sleep angle. There are people like, like me for decades that I was getting eight hours of sleep a night but it was counterfeit sleep. So it didn't, the, the amount of sleep I was getting didn't matter because it, the sleep wasn't doing what it needed to do. So yeah, you know, change is definitely hard and maybe we're embracing the idea of sleep a little bit more, but we still have huge, um, you know, gains to make to get to where we, we'd like to be. I think people will change when, it, when they realize a big air that they have or, or the lack of sleep and how they feel the next day and it becomes consistent. It's amazing. I talk to people, oh my God, I haven't slept all week. I talk to them the next week. I got eight hours of sleep. I feel great. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. So how do you how do you do that consistently? You know, th this is change. How do you do that consistently? And they fall back into the same rut. Yeah. They don't get out of that rut because they don't have it forefront in their minds. Yeah, I, I, uh, this whole improv world, and, and to keep this in front of me, I wear this every day, this little bracelet here, it says yes and, mm. to, to remind me of it. Uh, I, I used to juggle, and then I stopped juggling, and I wanted to start again. So I would make and put it in my calendar, juggle, and I would keep track of everything, and I would try not to miss it, but I try to keep it in the forefront of our minds that we want to get better sleep. Yeah. That's one method to changing uh, our mindset and, and accepting that sleep is when we can consistently do it. Yeah, you know, and I, I like that you're mentioning that too, that you're saying, you know, that you would actually put it on your schedule, you know, the, put the juggling on your schedule, because it is when we schedule it that we actually do it, right? Right. And, and I make the recommendation for people to say, you know, schedule everything that you have to do in the day, your work, your, your um, time with family, your time with friends, your exercise, your quietude, schedule all of that into 15 hours and then leave an hour for getting into bed and, yeah. you know, getting, getting set up and then eight hours for sleep. So I'm completely on board with that. You know what I would like to ask you, Peter, when you know you showed us the bracelet and I see the yes and, and I've been through your program <laughs> right. about improv and, and leadership. So I know exactly about that. Can you just tell, you know, some of our listeners may not be familiar with the yes and, and, and how essential that is to kind of the improv mindset and then the the, the the mindset we really all kind of want to develop. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. So yes, and is about agreement, but not always agreeing. Yes, and is actually listening to somebody's ideas and thoughts without distractions, without bias, parking our ego so we have a better understanding what this person is trying to share with me. Yes, and is absolutely stellar when it comes to change. Uh, you know what? I'm asked to change. I need to so instead of saying no, I'm not going to change, say yes. And what will this look like? When I and when I started this business, I it's 
I've, I've, yes, and it's part of the philosophy. And I rarely say no. But, you know, if, if somebody's trying to book me, they go, well, I can't pay your fee. I don't say, well, I'm, I'm done. There's, there's ways to do it. There's mm-hmm. ways that we can negotiate and come to a win-win. And it's just an acceptance of the journey that you can go on with yes far exceeds the journey you can go on with no. Yeah. Yeah. I think no becomes like a, like a roadblock almost, or like, you know, throwing down the, putting the line in the sand. It's a stopper really. Right. Right. And it's, it's also, I say, well, people say, no, I don't want to change because I feel safe here. Well, if you say no, that's where your dreams go to die. When you Mm. say yes, that's where you can fulfill those dreams. It's still fail at times, but at least you're making an attempt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, when you're talking about that, I know in the beginning you mentioned fear and now you're, you're talking about, uh, you know, that idea again. Um, it's almost like, you know, people think, oh, gee, you know, um, firemen are so brave. I, I could never do that because I'm, I'd be scared of that. And it's like, well, wait a second, don't confuse bravery or courage with, with fear they're not opposites you know it it doesn't mean you don't feel that fear it just means you don't let it stop you right Right, and and i think i think that's where that yes and like maybe even to say yes i am you know nervous about Mm -hmm. this change and i'm going to move forward because i think it will bring me uh great um you know opportunities or or whatever it may be i was actually even just talking uh, with a client yesterday to do uh, like a follow-up session. And he was telling me how much trouble he was having. Um, he would, he would uh, be fine with, with what, um, you know, with the program for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. his old life would kind of seep back in and then he'd yeah. say, and then I just dropped it. And then we kind of got to talking. It is more of like this fear-like thing of, of moving beyond, of really committing, you know? And, and so I think by the end of our conversation, he was gun ho again, um, but it is, it's substantial. Um, you know, it's a substantial piece of it. So what do you, what do you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, uh, when we were tell, saying that story, there's one thing I'm, I'm destined to do this year that I've always wanted to do, but there is this little uh, fear. I have a, somewhat of a fear of heights. However, I want to tandem skydive. Mm. And I and that's when I that's when the power of yes and will reach its ultimate with me is to jump out of an airplane with somebody strapped to my back while I'm hurling to the earth, screaming like a thirteen year old boy. <laughs> and I and I will have it recorded, yeah. <laughs> so I can prove that I did it. Yeah. But but that I mean that's I, I will get it done, and the goal is this year. Uh, it's just you know it, it, it's it's. It's, it's leaning into the fear that's we improvisers lean into the fear and they're comfortable with the uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah. And just, and, and having that willingness to, to, you know, like you said, leaning into it, look beyond it almost. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, having, being willing to adopt that uh, almost like a more future oriented or forward looking perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if you don't change, you do absolutely stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you do decide that you want to change, but there's some fear in there, well, it's part and parcel almost of anything kind of new. I think that's fantastic that you're going to go uh, skydiving like that, 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a rock climber and, and uh, I, 
get up to, you know, I've climbed 200 foot ledges and stuff, but I'm not sure I'm ready to take on skydiving. <laughs> that's, that's getting way higher and no rope to hang on to. So kudos to you, Peter. Thank you. Yeah. So what, uh, what other things might, um, do you think in terms of helping, um, like, let's say there's a company that's saying, you know, we really, um, really do want to look at this, this, uh, sleep problem. We really want to, um, we've, uh, we've figured out that we do have it, you know, like Jeff was talking in, in, um, episode 18 about how you would really do an assessment to, um, figure out where things are at. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. Let's say a company has you know, gone through uh, assessing whether they have a counterfeit sleep problem and they, they, they realize that th there is something to address mm -hmm. there. And then you know, and that, that's what Jeff talked about. And then let's say they take on the bold question idea that, that Jill shared with us. So what would a company do in terms of uh, you know, initially broaching this, this idea of change, this idea of thinking about, you know, entertaining the idea that you may have a sleep problem that's hidden from you, you know, what, how can improv help us there to open people's minds a little bit to, uh, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe this doesn't have to be so scary, or maybe this is worthwhile, or I don't know, what would, what, what would you suggest would be a good way to broach it? I, I think you start with my two favorite words. Yes. And, and, and yes, uh, due to the assessments, we have determined that we're losing productivity because we have this counterfeit sleep. And this is how we're going to address it. And we're going to keep it forefront of the organizations in, in your minds on a daily basis. We're going to help take the initiative to, to remind you that if you're here 12 hours, time to go, or whatever that eight hours, time to go, and, and give you the opportunity to want to get away from the office, go and do the stuff that you need to do in, in life. And also say, don't forget, get it, put it eight hours, put it on your alarm. We have DVRs now. You can you can record whatever show you want. We don't have to stay up and wait till ten o'clock or eleven o'clock to watch a show. Uh, that's the only way I can watch Saturday Live anymore because I can't stay up that late. I hear just, you. Just, <laughs> and, and just and have the organization uh, uh, take control of getting that message out there and walking the talk. Mm. So it's almost like a whole like a a, a true uh, organizational wide initiative of everybody really taking a hold of their their time really their schedule and 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 kind of committing to um to what like you know scheduling i guess sleep and and attention for oneself and and sleep well i know some organizations uh i think they're trying to address the the, the stress at work they've even put in meditation rooms mm. I, I know i i've got a cpa firm whatsoever Really, times have changed. Yeah, yeah. We well, our meditation room was a refrigerator full of Budweiser. Uh, <laughs> different kind of meditation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different kind of meditation. But they, it, they can, they can, when they feel tired, they feel stressed. They can go into this room and just for like about half an hour, just kind of reset yeah. themselves, get them out fresher. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I have actually even seen organizations that are adding nap pods 
as well. So that's so interesting to me because it, it, it says that the organization is aware that people are so tired that they're going to need to sleep, but um, they haven't recognized the source of that. And certainly sometimes it's, it's the classic sleep hygiene kind of thing where somebody's up, you know, millennials say everybody picks on millennials. So we'll pick on millennials uh, for this time. Um, but, you know, maybe oh, up on up on the phone and uh, looking at the screen until 1230 watching whatever, you know, on Reddit or something like that. Um, and so then, of course, they're going to be tired the next day when they're getting up at 630. They're just not getting enough sleep. Right. But then there's that whole, uh, you know, whole huge cohort of people, 50 uh, percent of men and 25 percent of women that are getting counterfeit sleep. They are getting enough sleep, but they're still tired. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, you know, if we can help organizations recognize that piece and then go ahead and help their employees get help with that. You can see that huge change and they'll all be saying yes. And <laughs> I, I got I got an even better idea for them. Yeah. These organizations, if they if they take the yes and approach, yes, we need to address this and we need to hire Tara to come into our organizations <laughs> and teach us how to uh, teach us about counterfeit sleep and how to uh, not get hijacked by that. I think that's well, the best idea I've heard. I've, well, you know. there you go. And that is exactly <laughs> what I do. Funny enough. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, Peter, I, I think we could probably talk all day, and especially uh, I, I love talking with you because <laughs> you just laugh so easily. But um, as we finish up, I do want to ask you two final questions. So the first one is really um, what I ask everybody, you know, given your unique perspective mm -hmm. and, and your unique experiences, um, what would you like to put up as, as a message on a billboard to kind of get this out to, to people. And again, knowing that, you know, with a billboard, it's mm -hmm. relatively small space and it's people go by relatively fast. Mm -hmm. So what message would you put up there that would help people really, um, you know, embrace the idea of change or whatever message you want to get out? Uh, when the pandemic hit, my, the first improv uh, quote came to my mind improvise the scene that you're in not the one you want to be in mm. which which means focus on things that you have control over not on things you don't have control over and in order to change we need to focus on those things we have control not because the big initiative from above is coming down and i'm just going to focus on that because i don't want to do it it's no you have no control on it just focus on what you have control over and you will get through that change a lot easier without getting too far ahead and try to hold on to what was in the past. Mm, say it for me one more time. Improvise the scene that you are in, not the scene you want to be in. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, and I think that that's so excellent too because it goes back to, in my mind, it goes back to the fear thing that we talked about at mm. first because when you do feel a, a loss of control, that can produce a lot of fear for a lot of people. And if you feel like you're improvising in a scene that you're not in, there's a loss of control. So I right. think that is, that's excellent. Really excellent. I love that. <laughs> I also love the signature that you have on your, your email um, since the pandemic hit, where you, you know, not the signature, the little quote where you say, yeah. um, you know, stay positive and yeah. test negative. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you're so <laughs> great with, with all your wording. It's, Wonderful stuff. Okay, so I think that is a wonderful billboard. So the next thing that I would just ask you would be, how can somebody 
<clears throat> excuse me, how can somebody reach out to you? And I know you also have your new book coming out. How, where might they find, um, you know, find that? Well, they can, they can find me at uh, petermargaritas.com. And my last name is spelled M-A-R-G-A-R-I-T-I-S. We pronounce it like a cocktail, but it actually should be pronounced margaritas. But that's like hepatitis, gingivitis, laryngitis. So <laughs> we prefer to be on the alcohol side versus the inflammation side. Apparently. I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on I'm on um, Instagram, LinkedIn primarily, uh, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, The Accidental Accountant. If you just Google my name, you can find me almost anywhere. Okay. Um, uh, my uh, my first book, Improv is No Jokes, on Amazon. My second book, Taking the Numb Out of Numbers, is on Amazon as well. And this third book, Off Script, will be on Amazon, and it should be out mid to late fall. Okay. Well, perfect. I will definitely put all of that info in the show notes so people can connect with you there and find your books. I mean, the cover of your, um, your, your first book, I had it on my, on my desk and my daughter walked by and she just looked over and then her head snapped back because it's so clever the way that the person it appears on it. And And I think that everything you do just has that, um, surprising kind of humorous element to it. So I just think it's wonderful. I wish I could say that that was, I, that, that was my idea, but that was the idea of my, the guy who did my book cover and this, this book cover's name is George Stevens. The guy's brilliant. It definitely. It's such, yeah. such a wonderful, I think people should just go to Amazon just to see the cover <laughs> because it's so cool. Uh, you know, really it, 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 uh, it's a wonderful one. All right. Well, Peter, I thank you so much for sharing your, you know, your, 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 your um, insights on this, because I think it will really make a difference to help people start to uh, embrace the idea of, of change uh, in general and specifically for, for our topic around, around counterfeit sleep. And, and let's sign off with yes, and <laughs> perfect thanks peter oh you're welcome thank you Dara. a high performance workforce starts with high performance sleep do you know how your workforce measures up find out today take the sleep performance assessment learn more at hypersleep.com that's h-i-p-e-r sleep.com That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.